Right, morning everyone, good to see you. We're going to do something a little different this morning, which is more like an activation activity. And I want to make a promise to you that every one of you are going to hear God's voice. And every one of you are going to hear what God has to say to you this morning because he has something particular that he'd love to say to you. And we're going to do a practical exercise. And it's an interesting name because it's called Lecto Divina. And uh, that name matters much of it. It's a Latin word that means divine reading. And so... This is a devotional reading of the Bible that we're going to do this morning. And it's actually a practice that we're going to be doing this morning that has existed for 1,700 years. Um, many scholars believe that the way we're going to read the Bible this morning is the, is the earliest type of Bible study that ever existed. Wow. It's an approach to the Bible that emphasizes reading the Bible prayerfully, slowly and with your imagination. What we're going to be doing this morning is more about the heart than the head. And it's an ancient invitation. It dates back to the early centuries of the Christian church. And it was actually established, if you know, in monasteries, you know, where monks and nuns, it was a monastic practice that Benedict introduced in the 6th century. What we're going to be doing this morning is understanding that the Bible is a meeting place for a personal encounter with God. Now, this isn't an alternative to Bible study. It's another practice that can go alongside Bible study. It's something radically different. It's about the heart meeting God more than the head. In what we're going to be doing this morning is what God says to you is going to become a conversation with God. It's going to be a personal encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ who has something he wants to share from his heart to your heart. Here's a quote from a, a sister, a Catholic nun from a uh, covenant, Sister Mar Mary Magdalene. She says this, Lectio is the moment where I have a personal encounter with Christ, guaranteed. So I want to say to you, this is a practice that you can take from this morning into your life. And many of you probably already do this. It's just that you didn't know it had a Latin fancy name. So it's probably a practice that you were already doing. And maybe some of this is going to be new to you. But what I can say is, Christ Jesus, who's alive, wants to speak to you every single day of the week throughout the day. And in this practice that we're going to do, the Bible speaks to us in a new way. It's God himself coming to you this morning. And we're going to practice just on a verse here, and I'm going to demonstrate what this looks like. This is a verse from John 10, 27. And we would do the practice like this. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me, my sheep, my sheep. Jesus is personal to us. He says, I personally call you one who 
belongs to me. Sheep. We ponder each phrase. Sheep, prone to wander. Fall in ditches and go off track. If led to their own, left to their own devices, would fall off a cliff and drown in rivers. I'm glad I've got someone who says, my sheep, because without this shepherd, I could wander. Listen to my voice. He's more interested in us listening, being available to hear what he has to say. And they follow me. Listen and obey. We listen and obey. Followers of Jesus are marked by the way they listen. By the way they listen to his intimate, personal voice. Knowing his tone that is encouraging and loving. Believers are marked out by the way they listen and then they obey the voice of the Good Shepherd. Nothing compares to the voice you're going to hear this morning. The voice of Jesus, whose voice will strengthen you. His voice will encourage you. His voice will bring comfort to you. And his voice will build you up and strengthen you. And his voice will uplift you. As we've heard, he doesn't condemn. He strengthens, encourages and comforts. So as we come to this practice that we're going to do in a moment, we come with faith. Faith is trust. We come with expectation. We come with an open heart. And we invite Holy Spirit, who's the one who brings the Bible alive, that we might hear the voice of God in it. Hearing God's voice is not about quantity of time and how long you give it. It's really about the simplicity of a desire to receive from God that can happen in matters of moments and seconds and minutes, not necessarily hours. When we come to moments like this with hope and expectation, we receive everything from him because he is one with unlimited treasure. Michelle reminded us that nothing separates us from him, that he dwells within us and we're alive in him and we get to call him Father. So what we're going to do is a marker of expectation that nothing can interfere with you hearing. We're going to do communion right now. And as we take our little cups and we, we drink the juice, we're reminded that the blood of the Lord Jesus has completely, wonderfully, absolutely, eternally washed us clean. So there's no interference with us hearing his voice. And we take the wafer and we're reminded that Jesus stood in our place, took what we deserve so that we can have what we didn't deserve. Access, unlimited access to God with confidence. So we, we take the cup and we drink and we take the wafer and we eat, reminding ourselves we are his children, the beloved of God, who have access to the very throne of grace 
in our time of need, which pretty much is all the time, because we're sheep, pretty much wondering if we were left without him, and we're coming to him now with expectation. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We're really excited, God, because you've got something on your heart you want to say right now to each and every one of us in this room, something you're longing to speak about. What we're going to do is we're going to do four things. In a moment or two, you've got this little sheet in front of you. You're going to read really slowly Luke 15, 11 to 32, which is the story of the prodigal son. A story we're all familiar with. It comes in Luke as the stories about the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son. And we're going to read it really slowly and carefully. We're going to read it. We're going to read it prayerfully. We're going to allow our imagination to go into the story and imagine that we're unlooking this moment. In order to receive what the Bible has to offer, we must read it slowly. We slow right down. We're not in a rush to prove to God how much we love him by reading as many chapters as quickly as we can. We slow down. And we read that passage slowly, and then we read it again. We ask Holy Spirit for a phrase, or a word, or a part of the story to pop out to us. And we begin to read it again and we savour it. And we come to God recognising that he has an agenda. He has something to say. Perhaps something he wants to say to you this morning is something he has never said to you before. So you read it once slowly, then read it again. What jumped out? If you read it the second time, does the same thing jump out? Most probably it will. What thoughts come to mind? What images, what longings and what desires does it inspire? We'll do that first and then we'll, I'll run through the second thing after. And so with that phrase, and maybe some of you are carrying on reading, feel free to do that. With that phrase, we begin to meditate on it. We begin to ponder it and concentrate on it and focus upon it and we taste it and we savour it and we absorb it and we consume it. We begin to hear the Holy Spirit in our thoughts speaking to us through that word that we've just read, through that part of the story we've just read. We hear the Holy Spirit in our thoughts as we chew over it. We slow down and take our time. We think about the word or the phrase that has captured our attention. And we might ask God, why has that phrase attracted me? Why has that word particularly jumped out to me? And we follow our thoughts. What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I tasting? What am I feeling? And the text, the Bible, comes alive to us 
through the voice of the Holy Spirit. We begin to repeat that phrase again and again in our thoughts and we begin to let it resonate and we chew over it, we ponder it, we listen to the Bible with the ear of our heart. Father, what are you saying? Father, what are you revealing? Why has this become alive to me? We reflect on it. We're attentive. We follow our mind to explore the meaning. We use logic and we use our emotions. Our emotions and logic working together. And we trust that God is working beyond our understanding and comprehension. So take a few moments just to do those activities to ponder that phrase, that word, to concentrate on it and to focus on it, to taste it, savour it, absorb it and consume it. And the third part is prayer. We let that phrase that's come alive to us that we've thought deeply about, now we bring that phrase and we begin a conversation with God, a loving conversation with God, a living conversation with God. The first part was, God, you spoke to me. You had something you wanted to say to me. Now I want to communicate that back to you. At the heart of this practice is dialogue and conversation. Another way of calling that is prayer with God. We turn our thoughts into prayer, walking and talking enjoyably with God. A real personal conversational encounter with the living, loving Father. A sharing between friends. So in your own mind, just begin to pray that back to God. To say, thank you for saying this, or thank you for saying that, or thank you for pointing out this aspect of your heart for me, or this area where you want us to grow together. Yeah, begin to pray it back. And then the final part is we contemplate. We're just pausing and being still and we're just enjoying God's loving presence. We're just enjoying the fact he's met with us. That he's spoken to us. That he knows us personally and knows us by name and calls us his. My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And the last thing we ask is what would it look like for me to obey you, God, in the thing that you've revealed? What would it look like for me to follow you into the revelation I've heard from your voice today? What's the one thing from this passage I'm going to take into my week to live in it, to obey it, so that the Bible becomes a lens in which we see the whole of life through? Maybe you could ask Holy Spirit, what's the one thing that we can do together, God, this week, 
that I might follow you in what I've heard from you this morning. Followers of Jesus are marked out by the way they listen to his intimate, personal voice. And then from a place of intimacy, empowered by the Holy Spirit, they live a life of following, trusting and obeying. So this is a practice that you could do every day. It doesn't have to be such a long passage. It could be smaller portions. Maybe you start with the Gospels and take it little bit by little bit. It doesn't matter if it takes you 10 years. It's much better to have been in a space of hearing his voice daily than how much we've read and not hear his voice at all. Maybe you could use the new Preach series that's starting in September, which is going to be about seeing, uh, is about having a lens, a way of seeing life through the finished work of Jesus. Uh, a way of living, as Jan said earlier on, without any condemnation, without any guilt or shame, in a posture of always being open to hear his voice. And we're going to look at 17 chapters from September to February next year. And each week there'll be a chapter that you might be able, you might want to do this practice with each week and read it through and say, Holy Spirit, bring it alive so that I might understand the good news, the gospel, the grace of God in a new and fresh way. If you want a heads up of those 17 chapters and you want to start reading, we're going to start with Romans chapter 4 through to Romans chapter 8. We're going to look at Ephesians 1, 2 and 3. We're going to look at Colossians chapter 1 and chapter 2. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to look at the book of Galatians. I believe that as we meditate on those amazing chapters of the Bible, our lives will come alive in the grace of God in a unique and wonderful way like never before. You'll see in those chapters the grace of God, the finished work of the Lord Jesus, our intimacy, our identity and our connection with God. You'll see the wonders of the inheritance that we have in the Lord Jesus and the access we have with God and it will become alive to you in beautiful and powerful ways as each week we read them and draw on the reality that Christ has done it all and we are now friends with God. So Father, I want to thank you that we are your children and we are your sheep. Thank you so much that it's personal that we belong to you and that we're known by you. Oh God, I'm so grateful that you know how silly we are and how prone to wander we are and that you have made us anew in Christ Jesus that we can hear your voice and able to listen to your voice. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit who enables us to follow, trust and obey. And thank you finally that you know us intimately and personally. We know 
you know how we're made. Maybe for you, meditating on scripture is going to be more about walking around in the countryside, muttering and speaking it over yourself. I meditate on the Bible while I'm cycling. I honestly look like a madman sometimes, and that's why I want to cycle fast so no one realises I'm speaking to myself out loud because I want to meet with him through the Bible as I cycle. Find out where you come alive. Find out the places, the environment. What does it look like for you to be still and know his voice? Thank you, God. Amen. <coughs> Just as a matter of interest, how many of you felt you from that passage you, you received something this morning from, from God? Yeah? Wonderful. Wonderful. It's a practice. And we, we were moving quite fast then. We were reading a lot. But maybe sometimes it's taking smaller amounts. And just practice. Day by day by day. And tuning into his voice on a regular basis. Um.